Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, Jake Storielli, Davis Mendelson, as we talk about the hot stove actually getting going on this Monday, November 27th, uh, and we'll have a little football to recap at the end of it. Uh, the biggest news out of the weekend was Sonny Gray getting signed by the Cardinals. Sonny Gray finished second in the Cy Young last year. Garrett Cole, Sonny Gray. Uh, he hits free agency three years, 75 mil, 25 mil per year for Sonny Gray. Uh, that was a little above the fan graphs projected. Uh, they had him getting 21 for three years. So same amount of years, uh, 4 million more per year. Crazy when you start talking sports and that's just a casual thing, huh? $4 million more per year for Sonny Gray. Um, Sonny was 30, is 34 years old, so... You know, age, big factor in free agency. And he goes to the Cardinals, who uh, they've been the offseason. Uh, well, them and the Tigers, I guess. Tigers also have a trade and signed Kenta Maeda. So we'll hit both of those. Again, I feel bad. We've been we've been doubling up a little bit. Um, uh, Sonny Gray, for me and the Cardinals, uh, it's kind of... Put an interesting wrinkle. They've done all of their bidding in free agency so far. Gibson and Lance Lynn, the innings. Sonny Gray, the performance. Like I mentioned, he led the AL in FIP last year. His last 54 starts over the past two seasons. ERA right around three. Like, stud stuff out of Sonny. Uh, you know, if you want to do some big market stuff, I know he struggled in New York. I was kind of all... I don't want to say it was all over it. I didn't care. I thought there was going to be a leveling out. Sonny Gray has performed for most of his big league career. Uh, the Yankees moved on from him. The rest has kind of been history since then. Uh, so he right now slots in as St. Louis's one. The question is, are they going to add another starting pitch, pitcher? Uh, their GM from the start of the offseason said three. They've added three. Uh, Steven Matz was sneaky good last year. Uh, but he's had some injury stuff going on. Michaelis was not that good last year. They've got a couple young arms in Liberator, Liberatory. No one's ever known how to say it. Do you say yeah. the E on the end? Every time I look at the pronunciation on him, for whatever reason, that's the one that, that the pronunciation guy confuses me more. Liberator. Liberator. Uh, okay. So are the Cardinals going to... Are they going to stop there? Are they going to add an impact piece? Or are they going to add a depth piece? Uh, and that's where the conversation gets fun because this morning uh, we've had Braves and Dodgers, Dylan Cease trade talks. Uh, my guy Imanaga got posted along with Yamamoto. Um, and Jason Hayward actually just signed one year, nine million, which for what he did last year is an absolute steal for the Dodgers. There's some comfort stuff there and Dodgers coaching staff and they got Jason Hayward's best season out of him in a long time. Uh, so Dodgers, I guess they check a mini box for them. Hayward will be back. And if you were a team that was looking for a lefty corner outfielder, Hayward actually looked pretty appealing. Still played really good defense, mashed against righties. He goes back to L.A. because that's obvious. Uh, for the Cardinals, do I think they're players for... Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, uh, Tyler Glass now. I was, there's four of them, and I always end up blanking on one. Bieber, Bieber Glass, cease. now Burns, Cease. Okay. Uh, I think they're involved. I guess I'm worried for them that team needs are now becoming more important elsewhere. The Braves need to add a true one. Remember, Sonny to the Braves. Everyone was doing the, yeah, Sonny's probably going to be a Brave. Started heading towards inevitability. Like, yeah, it was starting to, starting to look like it, this. It seemed like one of those baseball things that was getting done and was going to get done. It is now not. Um, really like glass now for them. Uh, Corbin Burns also. He's got a lot of Atlanta Braves energy. ABE, Abe. Hmm. Uh, that guy put him in a Braves uniform with the beard and just powerful pitching. Um, that seems to make sense. Uh, so like the Braves, I definitely have them getting one of those four impact starting pitchers. And let's say only three of them are going to be traded just because that's how baseball works sometimes. 
somebody decides, I mean, eh, we can for, wait till the deadline. Four aces to be traded. Even even some of the tweets this morning were like, will Cornbird's value be different at the trade deadline next year? Um, and I don't know. But let's say, let's say three of those guys have to be traded. Braves, I think, are getting one of them. I think that's kind of a, a lock. Dodgers. Dodgers have to be getting someone, right? Like, even if, if you're all in Otani, he's ain't pitching next year. Free agent. The free agents don't feel like Dodgers besides Kershaw, which isn't an ad. So, okay, let's say Braves and Dodgers are happening. Now you've brought in every other team except the St. Louis Cardinals, who have already added three starting pitchers. So I kind of, I have the, the Cardinals may add to their pitching. I don't think it's what Cardinals fans want. I think next on their wish list for an ideal offseason would be one of the those big guys I just mentioned. I saw some Seattle trade rumors. Uh, Brian Wu, someone like that. A pitcher with years and potential upside. Clark Schmidt for the Yankees. Uh, I You know, I think there's some... These teams have traded recently. Clark had his breakout years. You'd have control of them for a couple years. I think that's going to be the next move for the Cardinals, which... For them, probably isn't exciting, but I think they're going to add to their depth, years, um, and kind of potential upside to their rotation instead of one of these one- or two-year vagabond ace guys because there's more need elsewhere, um, and the Cardinals have separate needs as well going forward. So uh, that was a little talking cards, which has been a big part of this offseason. I guess Cardinals... I was thinking about this during the talking baseball episode. Like, there's reasons to believe this is potentially enough. You know, I, I, they'd like more bullpen. They have they'd, five. They'd they'd love one more like good starter yeah. to, uh, up top. But there's re- pitching was their main issue. The offensive numbers worked out in a good place. We seems like their game plan is Mason Win for next year, and you take some chances on that. Like. In individually, like not a lot of awful seasons on the offensive end of things. Pitching was the problem, and then they ended up with guys with good numbers with in as bad a vibes environment as we had in baseball last year. Uh, so there's there's reason to believe that these guys coming in were all great locker room guys by like literally every account ever. Um, there's there's they're in a decent position. They'd love one more move. They've got some interesting decisions to be made because, again, that Cardinals trade, they've had extra outfielders. Now do they have extra infielders if Mason Wynn is a guy in play for next year? Tommy Edmond has done a lot for them. Nolan Gorman led their team in home runs last year. Brendan Donovan supposed to be leading off and playing DH, even though he has a little bit of versatility, but where do you play him? Um I don't know. I, I could be off. Maybe the Cardinals add another dude because if, if you did, they'd be the favorites. They, they would be the favorites in the Central next year, pending what the Cubs do, but also not. Um, I don't know. The, this lineup still has a lot to like in it. Uh, if you added someone above Sonny Gray in the rotation, you really like this rotation. I don't see that happening. Um, I, I think for them it would be more get in the mix and then – if they needed to do something at the deadline, they could do that. I'd love to see them add someone else in the bullpen. I feel like they got snake bitten back there last year. Helsley, Gallegos, and then it's Romero, Palante. Like they traded away Jordan Hicks, Cabrera at the deadline. I'd like to see them bolster that in some way. And if Steven Matz can be their swing man, you build him up in spring training. He's had to pitch out of the bullpen for a little bit, partially performance, I think partially rehabbing. Um, you factor in injuries, and that's probably where it lands with the Cardinals. Um, I see them trading, but I like someone like Brian Wu. I think would make a lot more sense for them than one year of Corbin Burns or one year of Glass. Now that's it's it's not like next next year nothing is promised for the Cardinals. If you're the Braves, you're the Dodgers. Um, something is there, and that's without getting to like Texas is supposedly rumored to be in on guys. Are, are they going to go in the trade market? Are they going to bring back Monty for nine figures? Every team is involved uh, with trading for those other guys. 
that uh, I think St. Louis, they're having a warm off season. You add a young controllable arm, Clark Schmidt, Brian Wu, uh, whoever else may be available. And and then I a season with and them. then I think you're kind of you're excited for Cardinals baseball next year. The other team that I mentioned is the mix is in the mix is the Detroit Tigers. Your second place Detroit Tigers, uh, which has been kind of one of the com- I don't want to say comedic lines going around the office, but uh, the seventy-eight and eighty-four Tigers did finish nine games back of the Twins last year, ahead of the Guardians, ahead of the White Sox, ahead of the Royals. Uh, if you remember, they traded for Mark Canna like right after the season. Almost one of those. It was like, wait, you can already trade now. Mark Canna's hmm. going over there. Um, they signed Kenta Maeda. He joins the rotation. We did a butter knife on talking baseball ever since he came back um, from an injury in June. He was pretty lights out. Uh, ERA in the low threes, punching tickets. Sixteen starts, more strikeouts than innings pitched. Three of those starts were against the Tigers, which we laughed at that a little bit. He kind of slots in as their two right now. They've got Scooble as their one. Go look at some of his stats. He's been pretty lights out. And all the guys that were supposed to turn around the Tigers when they were getting their winning and are, are <laughs> entering uh, their window, they hired Hinch. They signed Baez. Remember all that? Casey Mize should be back next year. 1-1 one, one pick. Matt Manning came back last year and was pretty good. Uh, 15 starts a three five eight. Reese Olson had 18 for a three nine for them. Okay, it's not the sexiest team. It feels like new age MLB potential wild card, or you steal that central division. They need young guys to take leaps. Whether that's Parker Meadows, another step from Torkelson. Um, you know, Zach McKistry con- contributed last year. Kerry Carpenter was good. Uh, if they could add another middle of the lineup bat, I don't know what that looks like. The thing I started uh, dreaming on was a second baseman, and there's a second baseman trade market out there uh, between Glaber Torres, who I believe he had some big games against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think last year he had a couple big boy games. I think he hit his furthest home runs of his major league career against the Detroit Tigers. Why I remember that weird Yankee stuff. Uh, but I do, because I remember I was going to tweet it, and I was like, is it? And then it was. Um, I don't know. Do they have the pieces that the Yankees would want in return? I don't think so. Um, but you never know. Baseball offseason. And Jonathan India is available. There was a second baseman trade market to be had out there. Um, that I don't know. I, I think what we're seeing is the Tigers have kind of reset their window. Um you know, Austin Meadows ended up kind of being a bust for them. He hit free agency. Erod was good for them. He hit free agency. Matthew Boyd. Um, pitching, they were okay last year. And that's a ballpark you can pitch in. For them, it's going to be the hitting. What else can they add there uh, for that lineup to feel a little more real? Uh, you'd love another serious presence. And then you're just banking on Riley Green and Torkelson. Torkelson was the 1-1 pick. Riley Green was the 1-5 pick. They're banking on those guys being dudes, and both of them showed signs of that. So that's where, I don't know, depending how what the Twins offseason looks like, what the Guardians season looks like, there's going to be a conversation for the Detroit Tigers to compete for the AL Central next year, which one part happy, two parts sad. Like... I don't know. They're, it's still not a very sexy roster. Um, you'll wonder what else they can do to get in the mix. And like we said, Jason Hayward back to the Dodgers. He was, he was good. He was really good last year. Uh, Dodgers bullshit good, but he was. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I'm excited to see how the next 48 hours go. Are we like full tilt in it right now? Like, are we in winter meetings mode where you're expecting news every two and a half hours? Um, There's part of me that thinks Sonny Gray was done and that MLB is actually that scared of the NFL because there was Hmm. nothing. Yeah. Like, from from last Wednesday, since, what was, Gibby signed after Lynn? Uh, Gibby was was the day after. Gibby signed the day after Lynn. Lynn Monday, Gibby Tuesday. Since that, the only thing 
that we got was the Maeda rumor, yeah. right? Maeda close. Maeda close, but and then last night. So for four one, days, locked in Thanksgiving, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The only thing was a Maeda rumor. Mm-hmm. And since then, we had Maeda sign, Sonny sign, Hayward sign. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. And we do know, like, sometimes these, like, front offices do legitimately, like, go take, you know, holidays. That they are they are sort of off. Obviously, never 100%, but I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm know what sure to do with it. sure they ate with their families. I, I, I think Jimmy's been on it. I, I think I'm fully there, too. MLB lives in fear of the National Football. Football league, you saw it with the playoff scheduling, and like kind of rightfully so because the NFL is a monster. I still was, I daydreamed about it. But if Otani signed Thanksgiving Day, they announce they announce it on the football broadcast. Like hmm. that would be such a cool thing for baseball. They'd have to. It's a half a billion dollar contract, breaking um, records. To yeah. ignore that on a broadcast would be rude. Yeah, I and mean, on the scared of the NFL, like NBA is openly. Openly started trying to dodge the NFL. They yeah. they moved their like premier, like TNT nights to Tuesdays instead of Thursdays, yeah. which that's a lot extra because they only overlap for the part of the year people don't care about in the NBA. But yeah, and that it's a, it's a different conversation. But and NBA is uh, they're Chris, sorting th- Christmas and on. Season. If I'm being honest, like it's it's gotten we gotten weird. I shouldn't say weird. Uh. The other baseball news that happened is um, Eugenio Suarez to my snakes. Uh, and again, if you listen to Talking Baseball, I appreciate you doubling up so I, I, I won't repeat everything in full. Snakes get their third baseman they're looking for. Look at Eugenio's past two years. Uh, genuine pop, a potential 30-homer type guy. Plays almost every game. The past three, four, five seasons, he's been out there. Remember, he was a salary dump. From the Reds. Uh, also, was very surprised to see. This is just for uh, baseball nerds. You know Eugenio Suarez's first team? Oh. It, isn't he somehow the Tigers? It was the Tigers. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have that at all. I didn't have it at all. Recently, it came up either on a grid or... I mean, 2014. Something. Guys played a lot of baseball. Um, he was traded by the Detroit Tigers... For Alfredo Simon. How about that? Simon. Um, that's a deep, deep cut for some cut. of the people. Uh, since then, remember Suarez had his year he played shortstop for the Reds. Uh, he's going to strike out. He's going to strike out, and if you're okay with that, then you're getting a really good baseball player. 31 homers in each of 21 and 22. 79. 791 OPS in 22 while playing 150 games at the hot corner. Numbers did tick down a little bit from there, but he played 162 last year. And if you're the Diamondbacks, you have him for next year for $11 million. He's got a team option for $15. Uh, so if he performs kind of in the range of the past two seasons, I think you'd pick up that $15 million option for one year uh, while he would be, he'll be 32 next year, 33 the next year. Uh, they kind of close off their third base loop. They've been looking for a solution there. I think that takes them out of the Matt Chapman sweepstakes, which, um, depending who you talk to these days, could be high risk, low reward, high risk, medium risk, high reward. I'm starting to come around on the Matt Chapman signing. I, I think wherever he signs, you're getting a good dude that you're guaranteed to get defense from in a certain level of offense, never mind the potential for a high level of offense. So, I've kind of been on that train. Uh, Seattle, I think for them, this isn't a salary dump. They get a young arm they like. Uh, he projects as a bullpen guy, but he hits triple digits, and Seattle's got a talent with bullpen guys that, I don't know, I think they can mold this into a high-inning reliever for the next five years, um, which there's a certain amount of value there. It's not the amount of value you'd like to think from an impact third baseman, and now Teoscar's a free agent. Uh, Suarez is gone. Those are two righty power impact bats uh, in the heart of that lineup for a Seattle team that if there is a weakness, which there was, they missed the playoffs. And part of the weakness is their division. I don't know. I, I guess I've got them full in on the Matt Chapman sweepstakes because uh, they just opened up third base. 
So J.P. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, Cal Rally, Ty France, Kelnick. There's been Ty France trade rumors. Um, okay, I, you know, you can work with that. Second half of their lineup, Cade Marlowe, Luis Urias, Dominic Canzone, Josh Rojas, Caballero, Haggerty, Moore. They've lost two impact righties. They need to replace that if they want to compete with the Texas Rangers, your World Series winning Texas Rangers, and the World Series from the year before, the Houston Astros. So Seattle has become a big question mark team for me because if you let this die, you have such good young pitching. You supposedly opened up a window that you were waiting for, and now to let two of your bats go... They need to make it happen, and I don't know I don't know who that is. Like, is that Bellinger? Is that Matt Chapman? There's not a ton of impact free agent bats, and I don't know. I guess every, all the other teams have been nervous for these impact bats. Cody Bellinger has his questions. Chapman has his questions that I don't know. And if they're not in the mix, are there a ton of trade bats? I guess they... Are they a Glaber team? Their they, second base is open. They they would be open to trade for that. The, the Mariners are. I mean, they're going to trade with everybody. That's Depoto's whole yeah. thing. But they're the deep cut type articles, and I'm sure they could figure something out. But it doesn't feel like they have quite what the Yankees would be looking for. And maybe one of those young starters, I guess. But they they don't match up perfectly for for a Glaber one year trade. a Glaber. Yeah, yeah I they're. It's tough. They're a team that would want Glaber. Rizzo. I don't know what they have for the Yankees one. You get funky three ways. <sighs> Every day. I, I guess for me, for the Mariners to to get back to get back to neutral, you have to you have to get pieces that cover Teoscar Hernandez and Heoenio Suarez's impact. <laughs> So you need to get me two bats that can replace those guys before we get back to neutral. And they missed the playoffs last year. They were, the Mariners were disappointing this year. Like obviously, in the scheme of what that franchise has done, yes, it's so, been, hey. it was a good year for them. But Like I said, potential Cardinals trade team, potential anyone trade team, they do have starting pitching depth. Uh, so that can turn into one of those pieces and a free agent, and then you're back in the mix. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm still a little shook. Like, this was supposed to be go time for the Mariners, and if I was a Mariners fan, uh, I think I'd be a little scared right now. I think I'd be a little scared. Uh, hopefully they surprise me. Uh, go surprise yourself, yourself with some Jam merch. Uh, Cyber Monday sale going on. Go check it out. Always join DraftKings and are against the spread league. It's all even at the top. The three pool men. Me, mm. Trevor Plouffe, and Bobby Skinner. Uh, I was dumb. I, you know, I tried to fade Trev because he was getting competitive with me, so I picked the same game. I also half believed in the Cardinals, so I won't totally do I think, that. I think a lot of people were on them last week. They like Kyler they, has looked pretty been competitive. good. competitive. Kyler's been good. Uh, Rams have been hit or miss. Rams... I've gotten themselves back in the mix, so good for them. Uh, but, yeah, it's a three-way three -way tie. A lot of three-way talk this episode. Wow. Uh, as we head into the football weekend, which it's always fun, the Thanksgiving uh, tie-in to it, it starts off Lions-Packers, the 8-2 and two Lions, Detroit on the national stage, 11-30. Hello. Um, and they get beat by the Green Bay Packers. The, uh, the game script starts getting ugly. Uh, early on, Packers open up with a touchdown. Five plays, 75 yards. Boom. Lions come back. They answer. Uh, miss the extra point. Seven plays, 73 yards. Uh, but then Packers, a 10-play drive, 75 yards. Uh, why is he doing all the yardage? And then fumble return touchdown. It's 20-6. to six. Uh, But you're like, okay. Uh, Lions had the big comeback last week against the Bears. They'll lock in. Let's see it, Detroit. It became too much. Uh, in the second half, at one point, the Packers are up 29-14. to 14. Uh, Jordan Love is looking 
better. 22 for 32, three touchdowns. Green Bay Packers. Um, and you forget every playoffs have expanded. Packers have a young team overall. They've won three of their last four. Rams, Chargers, Lions. They lost a close one to the Steelers. Uh, they have the Chiefs. Uh, so that'll be tough. But then Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears to potentially sneak into the playoffs. Packers are back in the mix. Uh, and Detroit, I don't know. They've been walking kind of a tight rope these past couple weeks. Uh, I think they've been missing a couple guys. Uh, losses happen in the NFL. I think they shrug. Uh, at Saints, at Bears, first Broncos. Uh, they still have a lot of control in their division uh, pending what those Minnesota Vikings do, do tonight. Um, good win for Green Bay. They're kind of back in the mix this season. I was out on Jordan Love. He's brought me back a little bit. Uh, and they've been getting a lot of love organizationally. Could still mean nothing, but a couple good games out of him. Cowboys roll on the Commanders. Uh, Bland with another uh, defensive touchdown, which is insane. Dax looked really good. Bron or Broncos. Cowboys are 5-0 and at home. That's impressive. Uh, let's see what that means comes playoff time. Uh, I do think they have the biggest case of uh, they lost. They got killed by the Niners. They lost a close one to the Eagles, which everyone was like, hey, that's actually that's kind of an optimistic win, and I said that too. They still, their most impressive win, maybe at the Chargers, 20-17. to 17. Uh, So they're still looking for that signature win. They're going to have a chance uh, at home versus the Eagles, at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home versus the Lions. Uh, there's a little bit of a chance that they're setting up for LOL Cowboys if they don't get like a signature win. It'll just be teeing up for them to have that Cowboys playoff loss that we get used to. Uh, they are rolling right now, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from that too much. They're eight and three, um, same record as the San Francisco 49ers that rolled in the nightcap. Um, I'm all. I'm leading the Purdy hive. Let off a tipsy Thanksgiving. He's a top five quarterback. Tweet. Uh, you could sneak other guys into the final slot. I, I'm not against it. Purdy makes some throws. I know his, his final line from this game isn't impressive. Man, he, he puts it into some windows. I know the team's really good, uh, and I know the coach is really good, but like at, at a certain point, I don't know, at, at a certain point you can't penalize for that. Like Still doing it. You still have to do it, and, and there's other guys that I, I think we make different excuses for. Uh, the Niners, after their three-game loser... They now have a three-game winner. Um, they get ready next weekend, 4 p.m. Eagles, Niners, building up to be kind of the game, one of the game of the year, probably NFC Championship preview in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, in Philly, Niners open as a three-point favorite. Something to think about. Vegas doesn't mess around with the money, just a reminder. So that was your Thanksgiving day. Again, you know, this slate didn't line up. Uh, you know, I think everything was more than a touchdown favorite, which, you know, didn't line up for the close game. We didn't really get that. Um, but that set us up for the first ever Black Friday game. <laughs> Dolphins-Jets. Uh, Tim Boyles-Jets. And, oh, my God, it happened again. Uh the Hell Mary, they were calling it. People thought that was creative. I didn't like that. Uh, I thought the one, I thought someone was going to find it. Uh, the interception return, if you Hail Mary before the half for the Jets, they get a turnover, a chance to kind of keep it a game. Again, the Jets' defense is just doing their best to survive. And I know it was tough on them a week ago. And it was because they do give up some big plays. And I get later in the game when you've been dominated and your offense is doing nothing, that's really tough. Um, Dolphins come in. Uh, their offense can be explos explosive when they need it to be. Almost on demand. Tyreek Hill still unbelievable. Uh, with the interception return, his, the guy's last name is Holland. I saw someone do like a Holland Tunnel joke. 
Um, I thought there'd be something there that would have been real creative. It's tough to link that in football, I guess. Um, Mostert, two TDs. Waddle, 114. Dolphins roll. Jet season. It's going. Going. Rodgers might practice soon. Uh, Rodgers might practice soon. Uh, So, I wanted to... The reason why I emphasize the Thursday games that all the spreads... uh, we're kind of wide open, looking like blowouts. Uh, and by the way, Packers were the underdog, so football still happens. But uh, I opened up my slate. I got a hair trimming uh, on Sunday around 11 o'clock, and I was like, you know what? I'll place a couple football bets. And usually there's one or two things that jump out. I'm like, you know what? I like that team. You know, what are they, four-point favorites? I think they're going to win by more than that. You know, they're at home. I like their team, whatever it is. Or, ooh, you know, I think they're going to win. And you know, I looked at the board. I couldn't tell you a single team that was going to win their game. The 1 p.m. slate, Saints-Falcons. No clue. Either of those teams could win that game. Bengals-Steelers. I know Steelers was the lean, and they end up winning. Like, I, gun to my head, I probably picked the Steelers, but Bengals at home, ugly football, Browning's first start, though. So, yeah. Uh, Titans-Panthers. I don't know. I know the Titans were home, but their offense had been putrid. Good word. Hmm. Buccaneers-Colts, nothing. Giants-Pats, nothing. Nope. Jags-Texans. I was kind of honestly leaning Texans at home as they tried to establish themselves against the Jaguars. That was the whole 1 p.m. slate. Uh, so looking at spreads, like I, I had nothing. I had nothing. What happened, the Falcons ones versus, versus the Saints. Saints, this was your kind of opportunity to be 6-5 and five instead of 5-6. and six. Carr, it just looks like it hasn't clicked. Pick six from Jesse, Jesse Bates, who I've liked him. He got a shout-out. Couple Wake and Jakes last year. Carr also had a bad fumble after scrambling on this one that he just you can't afford to do. Um, Falcons are four and two at home. They're still their quarterback situation's a mess. Both those teams are five and six. Kind of don't care. Steelers, like I mentioned, they win uh, sixteen to ten. Najee Ooh. actually had a, a nice running game. I've been tough on him this year. They got rid of their offensive coordinator. They opened big pass to. T- Friermuth over the middle. Everyone was hyped. I mean, they score 16 points and they win 16 to 10 against Jake Browning and the Bengals, but they're seven and four. Uh, Bengals season. I think this kind of cements it. I'll I'll root for Jake Browning because his name's Jake. Uh, Steelers. What do we got coming up? We're seven and four. Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals. Hello. Okay. Okay. They'll be playing playoff football. Um, well, and, Jake Browning gets a second look at him. Yeah, that's true. And in Pittsburgh, uh, and Hey, hopefully this is a, hopefully there's steps as they got rid of their offensive coordinator, Canada, um, Pickett throws for 278. Harris ran for 99. Fryermuth had 120 receiving. So, Hey, maybe baby steps and the Steelers can build up their offense to become a threat, uh, a real threat for the second half of the season. Titans, Panthers, no. Titans end up winning uh, 17 to 10. Uh, King Henry with two touchdowns. The news is Frank Reich gets fired after the game. The 1 in 10 Panthers. Um, their owners getting beat up for that. Like you brought in this guy to be Bryce Young's guy and mold him. Uh, and they pulled, you know, Frank Reich, who has a really good reputation uh, within the NFL. But to pull it after 11 games, that's kind of tough. Kind of a bad look. Uh, they pulled the trigger in the last three years. There's been a head coach fired uh, within their first season, Urban Meyer. You kind of know about that one. Was that his first season, though? Yeah. First season with them. God, it just felt felt worse than that. <laughs> My guy, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who I did have a Thanksgiving laugh when they turned to him as the Jets' offensive coordinator. Um Sorry, the guy just left a pretty bad taste in my mouth as a Broncos fan. Uh, that I know, you know, between Zach Wilson and Boyle, it's not what he was looking to deal with, but Jets have been a tough watch. 
so he gets fired. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the situation. What was actually going on within the walls? If you're the owner and you're seeing what C.J. Stroud is doing, um, you know, with Bryce Young hasn't hasn't wooed so far. Titans are four and seven, four and one at home. How about that? Protect this house. Uh, so what does that mean? If they're four and one at home, they are zero and six on the road. Jeez. Yikes. Uh, I was going to see if they had hope in their division. Sneaky good division. Houston six and five. Indy six and five. Jacksonville eight and three. So the Tennessee Titans, who always seem to be around it, are not going to be around it. Um, I mentioned the Colts. They win twenty-seven to twenty over the Buccaneers. Uh, off bye week at home. Some of Minshew's numbers are gross, uh, but. Jonathan Taylor, and I will pat myself on the back, 15 for 91, two touchdowns. My best bet of the weekend, Jonathan Taylor, two-plus touchdowns, plus 550. It's kind of a nice one, a quiche. Um, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks were they still fighting to be a part of this season? I don't think so. They're now 4-7, and seven, but their division is the opposite, where they do not have a winning team in the division currently. Game out. Atlanta's five and six, New Orleans five and six, Tampa four and seven. That's disgusting. Figure it out. Figure it out. I mean, I kind of like Baker, but hey, they got the Panthers next week. So, and then they follow that with the Falcons. So they could be in first place. And then they finish with the Panthers. Bucks are set up. That stinks. Mike Evans really good, by the way. He's really good. Mike Evans. Um, he also had two touchdowns in that game. And I think he was down at the one once. So, like, Mike Evans. Yes. Just flat out that guy. Um, God, that division. No, thank you. Uh, Patriots, Giants. No, not really. Giants improved to 4-8. and eight. It is Game, gonna- besides the final result, which nobody knew, and more or less went with the script you would have guessed. The Tommy DeVito stuff's hilarious. The fact we got a guy talking about Jersey Juice leading the Giants, lives with his parents. It's just unreal. It's coming out to Godfather music. Might be ruining the Giants draft stock that could hurt them for years, but we just, let's ignore that for now. I know it's a little bit of a social media fight. I'll ignore it for now. We, we don't know how the rest of the season's going to sort out. Um, that Patriots kicker missing that kick. That's crazy. 35 yards. You know, some of us could have really used that loss. Um. It's, I just, I remember, who was it for the Knicks that hit that game-winning jump shot on the final game that ruined their draft odds? Oh. Not Ronaldo Bachman, it was the other guy. Alexi Schved. He had had a big day once. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was, um, guy had dreads, he was kind of a hooper. Chris Copeland? I don't think he had a game-winner. No, Knicks, what year was that? 14 Knicks. That was, that was that 2014. No way. 14 15 was the 17 win year. Um, who was it? I will know the name instantly when I see it. Wasn't Lance Thomas? Wasn't Cleanth Galloway? Really? I don't Langston think Galloway, so. I remember, had a big, a big one. Maybe it was the next season. Did that hurt their draft stock? Um, I will find out this guy's name or could text Greg and Ken and they would know instantly. Um, Nador, Maurice. Oh, indoor. (laughs) He, I think he hit a game winning shot in like the last game of the season that changed the Knicks draft odds, which is if you're the Knicks, you just can't afford. Yep. For 114 to 113 over the 76ers. And I believe it was Nador in the corner. Ron Baker, Nador, Carmelo, Courtney Lee, and Willie Hernan Gomez. Ho! Man, he, uh... Nick State. Summer League legend, Maurice Endor. He'd always put on a show. He sure did. Uh, let me <laughs> just make sure he made the game winner. Uh, yeah, he sure did. 15 feet. Stauskas missed layup. Stauskas missed three. Um, anyway. The fucking sixer. 
It's it's a fun debate for Giants fans. I'm glad I kind of don't have to have it, but it's going to be very interesting to see where the chips say. Jalen Hyatt had a big game for them. I, it would be nice for Giants fans if coming into next season he could be a two, or like a deep threat, a true deep mm. threat, and he kind of is. This is the first game for him that he was like kind of felt like he was actually part of the plan. Which right that part was hey and he's a rookie like that's what's going on with Green Bay too all their young receivers are starting to be less young so that could be helping out Jordan Love like there's he's got, he's got the speed for it so uh, Patriots two and nine the quarterback play is as bad as it gets uh, I don't I don't know I don't know yeah, a lot of a lot of Belichick rumors yeah uh, good reason Jaguars Texans Jaguars. End up getting the win 24-21. to Texans, 58-yard field goal. Amendola off the crossbar. Uh, that would have tied it and take it to overtime. I mean, the fact is that the Texans and Jaguars are kind of 1A, 1B. I know the Colts have the same record, but I don't think they get the respect uh, between Minshew and Stroud right now. Uh, good for Jacksonville. I... Uh, I really wrote them off immediately, and I think I think my guy Trevor Lawrence has some bad numbers out there. What if I told you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Jaguars are seven and one in their last eight. Uh, I wrote them off after the Texans' loss at home, but they kind of were the first team to get introduced to like C.J. Stroud. Like I know yeah, Stroud had that, that loss is aged okay. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of redeem it. So they got blown out by the Niners, uh, 34-3, to which that's that's a tough feeling because they're still not in that league. And if you want to consider them like to be an actual Super Bowl team at 8-3. and three, You'd have liked some more if you wanted to keep them as your sexy pick. But They finish off. How about this? Uh, Bengals. Browns, Bucks, Panthers, Titans, and then there's a Ravens game in there. Home versus the Ravens, nighttime game. Let me see what, what I get from the Jaguars there because I, I kind of like what they're doing. I like their running back mix. Um, Calvin Ridley seems to be fine in it on, on certain weeks. Good for the Jaguars. They win a division game, and that somewhat locks up the division for them, 8-3. and three. The other guys are 6-5. and five. Could be wrong. Uh, ooh, Texans, be careful. Next week, you've got the Denver Broncos. Uh, and let's just talk about them. How about them? The Denver Broncos hosting the Cleveland Browns, who came into this game 7-3. and three. They win 29-12. to 12. Uh, again, the rust stuff, it's, it's slightly bizarre. Although... I thought it was interesting. Again, this is where I don't know uh, NFL game planning well enough, uh, but I was listening to Hasselback talk about it on ESPN last night. They said the Cleveland Browns, the strength of their team, Miles Garrett, the defensive end, uh, instead of worrying about blocking him or how to deal with him, they did a bunch of QB reads on his side, and whichever way he went... They did the opposite. So instead of worrying about blocking Miles Garrett, they just kind of took him out of the equation with read options. So Russ ran the ball 11 times, 34 yards. Uh, one of those was a long one, 19 yards, and one of them was kind of a cute touchdown run. It was good to know Russ still has that in the mix. Only 134 yards passing. So either Sean Payton or still living horrified of Russ, which I don't know what to do with that, or they're just kind of game-managing it up, but Samaje Pirine with another big game. Uh, 55 yards rushing um, and a touchdown. Uh, Javante the bell cow, it's still not pretty. 3.6 yards per carry. Uh, but they kind of controlled the action in this game, and they win 29-12. to They end up DTR, who was playing quarterback. He got rocked, man. That was mm. tough. Uh, and just kind of the... The game script, the Broncos were up 14-0 at home, and their defense is still making the other team turn the ball over. This week, I asked them, like, hey, if you're going to be team turnover team, you got to do it one more week, and they have been. So I'm in on it. They're 6-5. and five. Uh, Playoff odds have gotten a lot better. It's still not pretty. 
be interesting versus the Texans next week. I'm starting to buy into like Sean Payton. I, you know he lost me with the onside kick. He's won me back, uh, and he's given me enough reason to believe now that I heard about the Miles Garrett game plan. Um, and it seems like they have a formula for this team to win games. I don't know what it means. Like I don't, I don't think anyone would pick them in a playoff game against any team, but keep winning games, see what happens. They just won five in a row. Clear, it's clearly a step. No. And, hey, if... At Texans, at Chargers, at Lions. Hey, look. You'd love one of those early games back, but. Let's go a week at a time. Let's go a week at a time and see if we could figure out the Texans next week. Um, go horsies, go. Rams, Cardinals, talked about that a little bit. Rams kind of went up big, stayed up big. Kyron Williams with a massive game on the ground. Matty Stafford, four touchdowns through the air. Hello, is he healthy? Is he feeling good? Rams, Browns next week. Man, each of those teams really need a win. Ravens, that'll be tough in Baltimore. We've seen a lot of teams get the business there. Commanders, Saints, Giants, they finish with the Niners. Will that game matter to the Niners? That could be very important to the Rams season. Um, okay. Win me back, Rams. You won me over, you lost me, you're starting to win me back. Uh, Chiefs-Raiders, this one was the only game on the board for the Sunday games that was more than a touchdown favorite. Uh, Chiefs win, 31-17. Uh, Rasheed Rice, as as they continue to look for a wide receiver dude, 8 for 107 and a touchdown. His season stats are starting to look pretty good. Uh, I want to check off Ravens-Chargers before I get to kind of the game. Uh, Ravens win 20-10. to 10. Chargers turn it over four times. Uh, and Ravens only got a couple points off those turnovers. Uh, Ravens are 9-3. and three. Chargers might have the worst home field in football. I think hmm. they do. Uh, they have one of the lesser head coaches in football. They are 4-7. and seven. You wonder if push comes to shove. You know I'm a Herbert guy. People are starting to turn on him. I'm open to it. But I want to see him without Staley. And I think that's coming soon. Um, I think that's coming soon. Uh, Ravens are 9-3. and three. Their defense is starting to really, really put up some crazy numbers. Rams next week. Uh, or they have a bye week. So bye week then Rams. I will be taking the Ravens spread in that one. Um, Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Okay, Ravens. Let's find out what you got. Let's find out what you got. Uh, the game I skipped, the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia mm. Eagles. Uh, you know, before the season, this would be a game you circled as a game, uh, one of the best games of the year potentially. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have changed their tone a little bit. Uh, oh, my God, they lost to the Patriots. Yep. Phew. Um. They beat the Bucks, lost to the Bengals. That was like Joe Burrow's last game. That's tough. They lost to my Broncos. The Broncos were doing that survive game, and they won it on the last drive. Uh, they get a nice comeback victory against the Jets that they're sitting there 6-5, and five, looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, and they kind of control the game. Uh, they go up. Uh, Philly goes up 7-0, long 10-play drive. Buffalo answers, field goal, interception, touchdown, 10-7, 17-7. The Bills are flowing into the half. Eagles get the ball out of halftime. They punt. Bills missed field goal. It's kind of important. Eagles answer with a touchdown, but so do the Bills. It's 24-14. I had bet Eagles minus 2.5 coming into this game. Uh, when I saw it was 24-14, to 14, I pretty much thought it was over. Uh, Philly, it's never over against them, man. They are relentless. Hurts. God, Philly loves him, and he loves Philly. Uh, touchdown, they intercept them on the next drive. Which God, Josh Allen does need to cut out the turnovers, huh? Uh, another touchdown. 28 24, Philadelphia. 
Bills march one down. Ten play drive. They get the tutty. Philly comes back down. Field goal. We're going to OT. Never much love when it goes OT. I pray, I pray, Drizzy. Uh, Bills come down. 12 plays. Throw to Gabe Davis. All-out blitz. Allen thought he was breaking out. He broke in. Incomplete pass. They kick the field goal. And here come the Eagles marching down the field. It ends up with Jalen Hurts. Bills all-out blitz them. They had a nice QB draw. Hurts runs it in. Eagles mania in that city is bizarre. Cash the minus two and a half. They are 10-1. and one. In Hurts, they trust, man. They love Sirianni. Darius Slay interviews are incredible. And the Bills. I told you. Uh, I had a buddy at a bachelor party telling me, go for the Bills to miss the playoffs. They're 6-6. Six and six. They play the Chiefs next week in Arrowhead. Cowboys after that. And then they finish Chargers, Patriots, and then Dolphins. You know I'm not the biggest McDermott guy. I believe in Josh Allen. They're in a tight spot right now. If they if they can't pull it out against the Chiefs, 6-7, and seven, hosting the Cowboys. Whew. That McDermott seat could get hot quick. Um, I don't want to pretend I'm a Bills hater. Like, I like Allen. I like what the city's about. Um, I guess they I'm not put the themselves in a, in a bad spot. Precarious positioning. We're starting to get into playoff watch season. I think we'll cover that more uh, as we go. Uh, I think for now, that kind of gets you through the NFL weekend. Uh, and we get one more tonight. Bears-Vikes. Minnesota only three-point favorites. Uh, Justin Fields is back. They're starting to, like, let him run again. Said I was interested. Uh, I'll tune in for a little bit, and so will you, because, God, it's Monday Night Football. Cyber Monday. Hey, thank you, guys. I'm excited to see what news we get in the coming days. I mean, maybe if there's a big signing tomorrow, maybe we'll do an emergency wake and Jake, get ahead of that. Um it is a big Good weekend. Loose. Big weekend coming up. Hey, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed, and uh, we'll see you soon.